0: Elizabeth Ray, and welcome to my podcast, Authentic Elizabeth. We will discuss all things mental health, including eating disorders, trauma, EMDR therapy, and intuitive eating. Thanks for listening. In today's episode, we're going to talk all about perfectionism. This is certainly something that I briefly touched on in my second episode and kind of told a little bit about my experience with it. So today we're going to go into a much deeper topic on it, and I really am hoping that this resonates with with a lot of people, in that you can relate, that you've worked on it, and also hopefully that it can touch you in a way that if this is something that you struggle with, you will allow yourself to not feel that you have to be perfect. So first, I really want to kind of just start off with a quote. Um, And I have several here. This one is Author Unknown. Perfectionism is annihilation. It paralyzes us from working from the heart. Humans by nature are not perfect. And imperfections are what make the world beautiful. I really like that. So I did talk in my second episode about um, myself being that special child. Uh, For those of you who didn't listen, my father passed away while my mother was pregnant with me. And from the time that I could remember, my mother always told me how special I was. I was the miracle baby, things of that nature. And so that really had a lot to do with how I saw myself and how I interacted in the world, and what I believed I was here on this earth for. Had to be something special. I really had to live up to that. So that really was profound for me and shaped a lot of who I was in my younger years. I was the peacemaker in my family, the one that tried to make sure everybody got along and everything was okay, that there were no problems, that there was no distress within the family unit. That was something that was really important to me. And I'm realizing now in looking back that that was part of my perfectionism and part of my being this special person who had to fulfill this role. Another way that this kind of really showed up for me is I was really shy. As a kid, I was really shy. And I really just thought that it's just kind of the way that I was born. It was part of my personality, part of my nature. And it wasn't until um, I was in therapy, once again, and a therapist asked me this question. She asked, um, what does my shyness provide for me? And I think my first reaction was, say what? <laughs> um, because I really had no insight at that time and had no introspection around that. Like I said, it was just, I'm shy. And that's just the way it was. But once, once I was able to kind of take that in and take a step back, that question provided the ability for me to do a lot of my own work and through that introspection, I can tell you today and see clearly how it um, really went hand in hand with my perfectionism. So maybe for you, you're kind of thinking, hmm, how does that go hand in hand with someone's perfectionist? Well for me, it was shyness was the best excuse to allow fear to reign my life in so many ways including perfectionism. I didn't want to talk to somebody. I didn't want to put myself out there. I was afraid of failure and judgment. What better way to avoid not being perfect than to be shy and not put myself out there? Then I couldn't be challenged on whether I was perfect or not. This really, really is something that I had to reflect on and kind of mull over It wasn't something at first that I really understood, and that has helped me in so many ways. It has helped me in letting go of the perfectionism in some ways and understanding how fear from being judged or fear from not doing things perfectly keeps us from living life, keeps us from being a whole person, from letting ourselves be vulnerable so many things that are so important to our personal growth and to our interaction with others and our life as a whole. So I'm grateful to that therapist today for asking me that question. And I'm grateful that I was in a place that I could, once my immediate reaction was um, kind of shelled, that I was able to do some introspection. And I would say that for myself, a big part of being able to do that that work myself was through my becoming a therapist when you're going to school to become a therapist you well at least from my perspective in order to really be a good therapist and somebody who is able to help others and listen and all these things that we are taught there is a huge component of that where you need to do your own work Um, and in doing your own work and growing and progressing is how you are able to really see others, understand others, and be there for them in that way. So I'm so grateful that I chose the path of becoming a therapist and was able to do a lot of work myself. Certainly more work to do as as we all have room for growth and improvement and and I'm grateful for that as well I'm grateful for the opportunity to continue to grow and develop I grew up in a culture where perfectionism was really a big part of of my culture and when I when I say that it was this religious component and I think it was all very much I think also I just want to put out there that there's a the difference between the religious component and the cultural component within that religion and those beliefs. And I think it's easy to get caught up in that cultural piece and to believe that as the doctrine of the religion or the spiritual spiritual um, guidance in our life. So for me, that cultural piece was huge. It defined so much of me growing up, this idea that I had to be perfect, that I should be striving for perfection. And if I wasn't, was I ever really good enough? Was I ever really going to be good enough? And really, at that point, I didn't understand the piece of perfectionism is not something that um, we can attain certainly not in this life. I cannot be perfect as a human being. It's not going to happen. It's not in my nature. It's not who I am. And I would put out there that it's not who any of us are. And so that was something that I really kind of had to come to terms with. And that took, it took years of work to kind of figure that out. I really, so much of my identity growing up was in being this special miracle child and in feeling like I needed to be perfect. And I think a component of that is it really affected my siblings um, in a way that I don't think I profoundly understood how it affected them. I know that I would sometimes hear comments about how I was the favorite child or I was the perfect child or things of that nature. I'm not really sure how it was phrased. That's certainly what I heard. And I think I used to think, well, what what's the problem with that? And not really have a whole lot of insight around. I understood how it affected me looking back to be that miracle child. I didn't understand at the time what that must have been like for my siblings and other people in my life. Because if I was the miracle child or the special child, what did that mean about my siblings? My siblings are fantastic. I love them. Just because they weren't born in a time when my father uh, was passing away, certainly doesn't take away anything from them as human beings and them as being special. So... To my siblings, if you're listening, I apologize for any pain and um, discomfort, um, anything that may have been caused from that, that I may have contributed to. I certainly didn't understand it at the time. It wasn't something that I asked for, and I apologize for any any way that that may have affected you. The thing about perfectionism again, is it's not attainable in this life. And I think we often think it is. If I'm not the best at something, then why even try? Well, the reason we keep trying is because we want to do our best, and that means that we can be excellent in a lot of ways. But who needs to be perfect? Who's going to be perfect? Brene Brown had this to say, quote, Understanding the difference between healthy striving and and perfectionism is critical to laying down the shield and picking up your life. Research shows that perfectionism hampers success. In fact, it it is often the path to depression, anxiety, addiction, and life paralysis. I really felt like that resonated with me. I don't think I, at the time until I started to do my own work with with my therapist, understood where my depression was coming from. And at the time, a lot of it was around being the best mother, probably thinking I needed to be the perfect mother. I don't remember really having that thought, but with all my perfectionists, me wanting to be perfect in so many ways, I'm sure that that's what I thought. And really, who's a perfect parent? oh my gosh I've made so many mistakes I wish I knew now I wish I knew this when my kids were little so that I could have been a better parent but I know without a doubt that part of my depression really started and was kind of developing probably for years around this perfectionistic piece and when I went to um, therapy for my depression was really kind of having some relational problems with my oldest daughter. Probably nothing that that's that big of a deal, especially looking back now. But boy, for me, put me in a, a spiral and I was depressed. Let me just take a moment to tell you that my daughter's fantastic. I love her, she's a great kid. She was the oldest. Probably um, because of that, there was more of a struggle with my perception of how things should go, and this perfectionistic piece was probably much more present with her. Um, I'm glad we're friends today. I'm hoping that she I didn't uh, affect her too adversely in some way with this. So anyway, that's how I found myself in therapy. And I can look back now and see that that is what really fed my depression. This belief that Elizabeth needed to be this and that, and what if that person thought this of me or that of me? I think that even in my depression affected me, my belief that I'm not good enough, I can't get out of bed in the morning, something's wrong with me, I'm not perfect. And and it just goes on and on. and And anybody who has struggled with any level of depression, I think they get what I'm saying. That when you're in that state and that feeling of hopelessness and helplessness, it can feel like there's no way out of it. And the negative thought patterns, wow, they just they just kind of go on and on and feed on themselves. It's like the perfect environment for them. Well, let's use a different rule. Not perfect, it's a great environment for them to thrive. So, depression is something that many of us face in our life. For me, it was it was it uh, went hand-in-hand hand with perfectionism, probably some other things as well. But that sure, certainly was a driving force for me. And I just want to say that you're not alone. You are not alone if you're feeling depressed. It's okay if you're struggling to get out of bed today. You're doing the best you can. Depression is an illness. It's a sickness. If you need medication for your depression, that doesn't say anything about you as a person. The only thing it might say is that you're a strong person and willing to try something to help with the chemical imbalance going on in your brain so that you can function a little more normally. I, like I mentioned, take some medication for depression and... I've lived life without medication for depression. And for me, I'm grateful that I have that as a recourse. It is something that helps me. It is something that allows me to live my life, to work, to be a grandma, to be a mom, all the things that I am, to be a wife. And, and, and so for that, I'm grateful. And I have to say that as much as I wouldn't wish depression upon anybody. I honestly wouldn't, it can be a pretty dark place. It was a time of growth for me. And what I mean by that is it, it spurred me to seek out therapy, which was one of the best choices I could have made. And through that therapy, I really learned more about myself. I learned who I was, I learned that my depression didn't define me, it was a symptom it was something i was struggling that i wasn't elizabeth the depressed person but rather i am elizabeth and i was also struggling with depression i also have some depression at times that was really important to me to know that that didn't define who i was and to also be talking about it and have some of the stigma come off of it so important it is so needed in our society I am grateful that I have this this forum to do that myself. So if you're struggling with depression, please know that you're not alone. Please know that there are therapists out there who can help you. I want to be sure to mention that a therapist is not a one-fit-fits-all, absolutely not. It is absolutely okay to shop around for a therapist or to go see a therapist and see if it's a good fit. And if it's not, that's okay. I'm probably not a good fit for everybody and not everybody's a good fit for me. I am more than happy to refer somebody out so that they get the help that they need from the person that's going to be able to help them most. What a great thing to be able to refer to other people and have people decide that you're not the right person for them. Not a problem. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the choice I had in choosing a therapist. I can't imagine if it had been assigned to me and I didn't have any choice in that. That was really important for me. One thing that I also kind of wanted to talk on is sometimes as parents and human beings, we say things to people in a very in a way that we're either complimenting or praising them where our intentions are absolutely on point. Our intentions are we really care about somebody. We want to tell them how we care about them, show them how we care about them. I just want us to please be mindful. Be mindful of what we could be encouraging or perpetuating in others. This was my experience. I was encouraged and through that it perpetuated my depression, it perpetuated my need to be the best or to find what it was that my special place on this earth was and that didn't serve me. That increased my depression, increased my perfectionism and I continued to struggle with that and really felt like oh my gosh, if I don't figure this out, if I really fulfilled my role here in this life. So another, I just really wanted to end on um, with one more quote, and this is from Shannon Alder. And here's the quote. There is no perfection, only beautiful versions of brokenness. So to anybody out there listening who might feel like they need to be perfect, remember, nobody's perfect. And I love this. There are only beautiful versions of brokenness. Thanks for joining me on Authentic Elizabeth. My website is elizabeththerapy.com. And remember that together we can do hard things one step and one day.